I'm thinking something like. When she told me that I was safe, mm-hmm. that was like, I mean, I'm a six on the Enneagram for, mm. so, for someone to, that's like the best compliment I think someone could give me was to say that I'd make them feel safe or help them feel safe. You do have that energy. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. That was really sweet of her to say that. She, our guest, yes. Libby Higgins. <laughs> yes. No, Libby, no, I think she that's a great, great way to start. Yeah. She was just, um, I had no idea what to expect, Mm. and it was a pleasant surprise um, that she talked to, like, went to places that wasn't sure she would, like, and she was just, you could just tell her mind was thinking around and taking things that were said, and she didn't automatically, like, shove it to the side, Um, and you could just see things connecting for her, and that that's really lovely to see. Right, Mm -hmm. that's why. In the podcast, I told her that I think she takes good care of herself because mm-hmm. it takes a lot. Like she said, like I knew coming over here, I was going to want therapy and I was mm-hmm. going to talk about things, but she showed up mm-hmm. and she showed up emotionally. She showed up yeah. physically. Like I just appreciate someone who sees, and she mentioned, she talks a lot about fear. Mm-hmm. Like she mentions that's scary yeah. about a lot, mm-hmm. but she really does. She showed up mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful. Like I'm, she pushes into her fear. She does. Yeah, it was nice. She has a very, uh, she's very silly and funny and <laughs> awesome. At the same time, being around her, her energy, and I tell her this, is just like, I want to learn from her. I know she's got mm-hmm. so much wisdom. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I want more of that. <laughs> <laughs> One of those guests that I'd like love to have back and, ha- and mm-hmm. talk again. You know what would be neat is to do a whole other round of uh, shows with, with their, with, all the comedians that have gone to therapy after oh, being on here. That would be. <laughs> and then like, what, what have you learned? Yeah. I think that'd be cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think, oh, I just wanted to mention, because I'm thinking about when the listener is listening to this. Um, speaking of the uh, cool things that we're doing, the live show. Oh, yeah. Is mm-hmm. coming up. Yes. Soon. January 5th. Yes excited about that me too it's gonna be fun to have all the energy and it'll uh, yeah it'll be fun i have such a good feeling about it's gonna be intimate we're gonna laugh we're gonna get into some feels Mm -hmm. um yeah january 5th 7 p.m at trauma therapy nashville on music row on music row Mm -hmm. uh tickets are in the i'm fine it's fine instagram bio you can also find them at deweycomedy.com slash tickets Mm -hmm. january 5th um come through it's gonna be so nice yeah i'm excited me too and enjoy this uh, wonderful episode with libby higgins yeah (laughs) wow you guys have producers and everything you are really fancy oh thank you You guys are really doing it we try you guys are really doing you are doing that thing (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna have the second time i can tell i'm like the designated do I have to be yeah. appropriate? No. God. Oh, be no. yourself. No, no. It's <laughs> just the second time um, me and a guest have faked orgasm noises for a while. <laughs> <laughs>
what an interesting combo, though. Like a th- therapist and a oops, a therapist and a comedian. Yeah, it's fun. That's pretty cool. I asked her to do it, and she was like, "Yeah, I'll be a guest." And I was like, "Oh no, no, no. <laughs> you don't understand." I want you to sign in blood. <laughs> I did not realize what I was getting into. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm so glad I did. Wow. Yeah, the tension's hot. That was tension? No. (laughs) Comedians just like to create it. I'll work on it. (laughs) I know we've already said this, but you really look so pretty. If you don't stop saying that. (laughs) I love your hair. The hair. The highlighter. That's naturale. It's pretty. Thank you. It's so beautiful. Let me just encourage you ladies to go gray when it happens. Oh, I am. I haven't colored my hair like since really? I was in college. I've got lots of silver shinies. I call them my tinsels. Yeah. Have we already started? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Shh. You all right? No, don't, I didn't don't even go back. To get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have like a thing when you turned gray that you were like, I don't want to show it? Never. Oh, hell yeah. Well, that's not true. When it started first going gray and I was dying, um, it looked awkward, you know, the half and half. Uh, so then I would keep covering it up. But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to embrace it. And I yeah. got it cut real short. It's beautiful. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. <laughs> <laughs> One of the reasons I love you so much and like, okay, the the crew that you tour with you hang with all of you you guys are like the cool girl squad to me because you're so like i feel like you're just you don't hold anything back (laughs) sorry i'm just watching you set that cup down i didn't want to make a a loud noise (laughs) also um when people say complimentary things i tend to like dissociate so i was like leaving my body (laughs) that that is one of the things i like about the crew is um we're it's safe for us to all just do whatever we want Mm -hmm. and um i love that because it hasn't always been like that in my life Mm -hmm. and um just kidding i wasn't really gonna cry (laughs) that was fake um probably will cry though that's okay because if you want to talk about trauma you ask the right person yeah (laughs) yeah what i mean start with what do you mean by it hasn't always been like that in your life well you know i i for many years worried what other people thought and didn't live the way i wanted to live and um now i live how i want to live and i think that's uh uh just getting older. Like when you get older, I'm um, almost 50. And when I hit 40, that's when I was like balls to the wall. Like I'm going to do what I want. Mm. What was that shift? What happened? I left my husband. <laughs> that's yeah. when I started doing comedy. And I was like, you know what? I don't need, um, I don't need no man. Mm-hmm. And kind of did what I wanted. Yeah. Wow. What a full, like, was he kind of like, oh, comedy is not it. Um, he was more along the lines of, um, I guess I was kind of codependent. I was scared to do anything without him. I was scared anyway. I mean, I still have stage fright, but I thought like, oh, I can't do it without him. So I would always think about a way to incorporate him in stuff that I was doing. Oh, wow. Because I didn't think I was funny enough by myself. Hmm. I love the nurturing 
I know, right? <laughs> I, no, I really do. It just happens without me realizing. It. <laughs> it made me feel so happy. Oh, good. Oh, that it sounds like being if you're in a codependent relationship, that being a very difficult decision to make. What allowed you to do that? Oh, it took uh, took me years. Yeah. He um, initially he ended up cheating on me, and it took me like a two full years to um, leave. Yeah. It took a long time. Well, it after, takes me a long time to yeah. to deal with stuff. Um but literally when I decided it was like a light switch mm-hmm. and people people say that and I had that moment where I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm done." And I was done. Good. <laughs> done with I'm his glad ass. You have yeah. <laughs> That's what made you go to comedy right after that? Or you had been thinking, "Oh, he you were in it with him." Well, I was doing like online stuff. Um I had little like shows online that I would do live stuff in character. But again, I was like, I can't do this in real life. I'm too scared. Mm. And um, then when I left him, I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to do what I want to do. And I, I started doing stand up. Then I took improv classes, which really uh, turned like improv classes. Have you done improv? I have. Oh, God, it changed my life. Mm. It changed my life. Why? It just, it, it gave me um, tools to just be okay with whatever happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Facts. Like yeah. So it gave me like the, oh, it's okay to be scared, but you're still going to do it. Whereas before it was just like, I was scared and wouldn't do stuff. Mm-hmm. Unless he was involved in some way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading on, um, I can't remember some something on the internet i don't know but it said you used to be a teacher yes yeah <laughs> it's wild i taught um special education i was a teacher assistant for 22 years before i wow. quit to be full-time comedian how was that easy or hard to do it was scary yeah really really scary uh-huh. um but i'm so glad i did it how long have you been doing comedy I've been doing comedy almost 10 years now, but full-time um, nearly three years. Oh, cool. That's, uh, yes, girl. Hey. She's taking a picture I wanted oh. to pose. <laughs> she wanted candid, but I was like, no, let's pose. <laughs> you, uh, do you, you said cool. you still get stage fright? Every single time. That's so wild to me because y'all, like what i see of on your instagram and the crew you hang out with i fear is not what comes up when i see y'all's well, i'm glad content it's there and it's um <laughs> yeah every time before i go on stage i'm i'm like why do i do this why do i do this <laughs> what are you scared of my biggest fear is going up there and blanking mm-hmm. because i <laughs> i had a traumatic experience in high school where I had been um, in theater, but only doing backstage stuff because I was scared. And, <laughs> and then I finally got the nerve to audition. And I went up there and I wasn't prepared. And I literally was like, didn't have any words. And that's what I'm scared of. You weren't prepared how? I didn't uh, prepare my, um, what's it called? Monologue. Monologue. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm enough and i went up there and was scared and then just literally didn't have any words so even if you feel prepared now do you still get scared yes Um, i'm afraid it's gonna happen Mm. 
I'm like, today's going to be the time. But, okay, I'm going to be a therapist for a minute. <laughs> Where my brain's going is you're you're conceptualizing that as you're afraid of, like, the freeze on stage. But you just said what it was was that I wasn't prepared. Yes. Mm. And so what you're afraid of is not being prepared. Damn. <laughs> I know. I know. Yes. <laughs> so if you know that you're, like, try to focus and bring that in, like, next time. I've prepared, like, tell, like point out, I'm prepared. I did this to prepare because that's, that's what you're afraid mm. of. There's another aspect of it, too. Okay. Bring it. Um, <laughs> I have OCD, and um, sometimes in my brain, if I'm not scared, um, OCD is like, well, you've been scared all these other times, and you did great. So if you're not scared now, this is going to be the time. Gotcha. And sometimes with my OCD, I um, I just let it do its thing because sometimes I don't even want to argue with it. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about it like it's a different thing, but it sometimes feels like it's not part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I just let it do its thing because I'm like, just let me do this ritual and not mm-hmm. uh, deal with it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk afterwards. I can talk, I could talk all day about some OCD <laughs> stuff. I have OCD too. Do you? Uh, yeah. And I relate so hard to that. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's more of a struggle sometimes to like battle it than to just be like. Well, battling doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's, it's actual a thing in your nervous system. It's a nervous system problem. It's a neurological issue. It's not what you try to argue and think your way out of every time. That just work, makes it worse. So is it kind of like the retraining of like, I've prepared, like just talking to it and re like. Um, the way I approach it, of course, I'm using brain spotting, but the whole idea of um, thoughts that fire together, wire together. So when you thought fires and it's uh, the fear that's a, that the OCD might be rooted in, and then you launch into a behavior or a thought that's trying to go against that and like fix it for you, mm. you're, you're strengthening and wiring those things to happen together. Yep. <laughs> so, Because <laughs> my biggest thing is intrusive thoughts. So mm-hmm. for years I didn't even know what it was, and then mm-hmm. I finally like happened to tell my doctor, like, oh, when I walk by a knife, I, I think, what happens if I stab myself? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me what it was, and it, it changed everything. It didn't stop the, the thoughts, but it, mm-hmm. it made me be like, okay, I can't. Um, you could name it as like an irrational thought. Right. Yeah. I can't not walk by a knife because mm-hmm. that's actually mm-hmm. making it worse. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just give in. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to um, not drive down that street because I'm afraid I'm going to crash into someone and kill a whole family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have those kind of thoughts a lot? Yes. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's apparently it's a thing like it goes against everything you are. Like it's the total opposite of you. Like I'd never crash into a family on purpose, but it, my brain's like, what if? What if you lose control of the car and kill this family? And that makes it to where you don't drive down a certain I street. I won't want to drive down that street because I had that thought on that street. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I guess, is the ritual part. It's all the, very confusing. The not driving. Down. Yeah. There's like, there's obsessions and then compulsions. And so the compulsions are the things you do to try to remedy the, the, the obsessive thought. Mm, damn. That make yeah. I don't know if this is the same thing, but that makes me think of like, I'm very into like spirituality and signs. And so I constantly ask the voice in my head, is this the right thing or is this the right thing? And then I just get lost in this loop of mm. like, d- 
do you know what I'm saying of where I'm like, do I go here or do I go there? And then it'll answer me, but different times for like an hour, different answers for <laughs> an hour. It's the loop, man. <laughs> Just the loop. nonstop. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is I feel for you. <laughs> How have you found some relief in that? Um, you know, <clears throat> generally it's, it's fine. Um, sometimes it'll hit me though when I first wake up or something and I mm. can't, uh, stop it and then I'll go into like full-blown panic and I'll be out of commission for mm. several days because I start to like um what's it called depersonalization mm-hmm. where you're just like outside of your body mm. then that freaks me out more and basically like you're saying I'm 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 having these thoughts and then it's my body thinks I'm running from a bear when I'm not really running from a bear and mm. it's just a nightmare yeah most times I'm fine though but about once a year, I'll have a thing that puts me, knocks me out for about a week. Mm. Mm. That's got to be hard on the road. Like traveling all the time. Right? It hasn't happened on the road. Okay, beautiful. Beautiful. And it won't. And it won't. Come back to me. Come back to me. As <laughs> <laughs> you said that, I was watching your face and you're like... <laughs> And a solid click. (laughs) It's generally when I get home from the road or I'm I'm having a a more peaceful time. And I think it's because my brain's like, you think you're gonna relax, lady? Guess (laughs) what? We got some work to do. Guess what, brother? We're putting you out for about a week. (laughs) I don't want that for you, but it's nice to know that. Other people feel that way. Okay, y'all, we're going to do some brain spotting on an, at another time, but I can help y'all with is that. that the, is that that thing where you're like, look at this and go... The back and forth thing is EMDR. Brain okay. spotting is more of a fixed spot. It doesn't that me like brain spotting, like why are you bringing that up? Is Do you think it's something that a past experience that has made us have this kind of... You can. I mean, it can be, but I don't necessarily have to know that to try to help it. Oh, mm. she's cool. I know, isn't she? <laughs> well, I'm, the way you use brain spotting with to work with OCD is you you have like different spots that you use for different things. But there's like the the fear or the emotion and the fear part that comes up, the, the obsessive thought, and then you have like how activating that is. But instead of wiring those together like they normally do in your every day mm-hmm. then we go to what it's called a pleasure spot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i tend to call it something else in a session but it's a thinking of something that feels really good or pleasurable or a memory that feels mm. really happy um it could be like i love to eat ice cream and what it feels like to have ice cream or a happy memory of me having ice cream or something like that um, and so you notice that and you have a spot that's for that as well. And so you, you are processing on these other two and you kind of go through this, it's a, it's a setup, but then you're wiring, you wire it with that pleasure spot. Wow, and so normally cool. your brain's so cool. used to doing this. Yeah. Right. Back and forth. And one of the spots that you process is the very first one is the belief that this is a neurological problem and not something wrong with you that mm. you have to believe like this is something in a neurological firing that's happening. And that's what the issue is, not you as the person. And so you brain spot to, to kind of build that until that feels true. And then it's the activated part of 
how the the thought a lot of times it's a fear based um, emotion, and you process with that to desensitize it down, and then you pair it with the pleasure point, and it is rewiring Whoa. and connecting those together. So, hmm. yeah, <laughs> I want that. A lot of people have had like therapists tell them like there's just you can't get better. It's just learning how to deal with it. But I mean, I've seen a lot of people like get through and work some of that stuff through with brain spotting. So I have a therapist. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I have a therapist that specializes in OCD that does brain spotting and stuff. So is it anything like the movie Train Spotting? <laughs> <laughs> no. With Brad Pitt? <laughs> <laughs> was he in that? Oh. Wait, wasn't that Denzel Washington? <laughs> wasn't that the movie that was in England and there was like a lot of drug abuse and <laughs> It doesn't have Brad Pitt? Uh, hold on. Kaylee's <laughs> typing Denzel, drugs, Brad Pitt. No, it was definitely the drug movie, though. I can tell you that. <laughs> and I think that's why I couldn't watch it because it was a lot of uh, IB drug use. Yes. Needle phobic. Add that to to my list of uh, no issues. <laughs> Love having issues. <laughs> I have a, I have a question about like the what you do because I've never seen your stand up. Uh, I tried looking, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Haven't put out a special yet. <laughs> um, but like your content, and it's very like open and um i don't know the word for it like i guess open is the only word that's coming to mind right now but like do you ever have people come up to you and say things that are like because they think (laughs) like what (laughs) (laughs) because they think that they like you inspire them to be open and you're like ooh, that's yes definitely um have that experience more with my online stuff than mm. in my um stand-up unfortunately my stand-up and i know this was one of the things that we were going to talk about i haven't figured out how to bring all my mental health stuff into my stand-up oh i have terrible difficult writing uh terrible difficulty writing and talking apparently <laughs> um, <laughs> I would love to include more of like my mental health stuff because I think it is really relatable. Um, but I just don't know how to do it without making it depressing or scary. Because mm. if you don't know what intrusive thoughts are and and I I talk, start talking about it and the people are like, what's wrong with her? Mm-hmm. Every time I'm on an airplane, I can't look at them, close the door because I have an intrusive thought that I will open the door. Don't want to open the door. Mm-hmm. Never have, never even sat up like this. But my brain is like, what happens if you open that door? Interesting. Mm-hmm. But you know That's, that you're not going no, to. No, mm-hmm. I would never. But I can't look just uh, in case. Like I, that prevents that from happening, the bad uh, thing from happening. By got not you. Looking. So, so that, as soon as they the... start doing the door, I'm like. <laughs> mm. do you feel that in your body because right now i'm like i feel it in my stomach i'm like oh it's so scary mm. because i don't just have that thought i then think oh there's me going over to the door opening it and the mar- the sky marshal trying to get me and i'm going no let me get this door <laughs> which really you saw how slow i move so there's really realistically no way i'd ever be able to do it 
they'd tackle you before you got there. <laughs> Damn. Have you tried to talk about it ever in stand-up? No. Really? Mm-mm. Have you written a joke and been like, maybe I can say No. I haven't even written them. Mm. My stuff is very surface level um, and just silly stuff. Mm-hmm. So do you do you feel like you go deeper in, into your stuff? You're just yourself, not necessarily in your comedy, but like, I don't know. We've just talked to different like comedians that will talk about how they've like used their material in there because they've not necessarily in therapy, but they've kind of worked and sat with kind of understanding kind of some of their internal world and then brought that out. And so do you feel like those are tied for you of like, has it been hard for you to sit with your own stuff to where it makes it hard I to, think to where your so. comedy stays surface? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it is very hard because I do, even though I don't want to have a lot of shame about it. So mm-hmm. if I was to write about it and then that material didn't go so well, then I'm like, it would reinforce yeah. that shame, I think. Yeah. So it's probably just easier. Thank you for the insight, actually. Mm-hmm. It's probably easier for me to not do it because then I'm like, don't have to think about it. But I would love to be able to talk about it because I know that mm-hmm. there's so many people that that have either the same thoughts or know somebody that that wants to open a plane door for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah. <when it's, laughs> Um, 10,000 feet in the air and uh, I would actually be sucked out I think is what would happen hello welcome to the no fly list (laughs) (laughs) and I feel like that's probably hard too when you're or maybe it's not but when you're like do you go to mics like do you have a space where you feel like you can like try stuff um I I don't I have probably done three mics since I was here and also, stage fright is even mm. worse at mics. Really? Because there's like, you know, 10 comics there. Ugh, yeah. And you're just like. <sighs> is it harder to it's, do it in, in front of comics? Yes. It's harder in front of your really? peers. Even though they know like, oh, she's testing stuff out. We're all doing that. For some reason in my brain, I'm like, nope. Too I know. scary. I feel you. Well, comics like it's I feel like it's half and half. They're either not paying attention or they're being like, that was funny. <laughs> or like that wasn't funny. It, you know, it's not really an audience that's looking to laugh. <laughs> really? They're just worried about their getting their reps. Yeah. Aren't aren't laughing the audience? <laughs> they're nervous about going up or they're looking at their jokes, so they're not paying attention. <laughs> it's just like it's not fun at all, really. I need to start going to mics again. I'll come to Mike shows and <laughs> no, I would never, I would never put that on you. We would roast your ass. <laughs> I could laugh at it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like doing the, trying the jokes on your shows on tour would be easier because people are ready to laugh. Yes. It's a good environment. And they're already like, they already love me. So mm-hmm. But then that really isn't a good gauge either. So it's like they're going to laugh at any. Sometimes I'm like, what are they laughing at? (laughs) I I just said hi. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) I'm like, that what? (laughs) I've heard some comments that when they do a joke and it maybe didn't land, they'll just say, well, that's one to not do again. And everybody laughs. And then they'll laugh. Yeah. Yeah. There's always that recovery. Yeah. Mm I have such a limited time, though. I only have 15 minutes on stage, and mm-hmm. I feel like I have to put out a, a good product. Yeah. I'm, I'm That's not as... that part of you saying, don't do that. 
I'm scared to do that. I'm going to throw this plant <laughs> off the table. <laughs> you're looking for ways to not do yes, it. Yes, you're right. You're right. I'm making excuses. Just do it. When you're ready. Wow, didn't expect to get red. Um, <laughs> have you ever um, covered any harder stuff that wasn't about the mental, like the intrusive thoughts? Um, it, Just in general? In mm-hmm. your in your comedy, yeah. About me or just about in general? In yeah. general. I have a, a bit that I do that starts off um, talking about the transgender bathroom bill. It's not even about that. It turns out being about kids. But when I start that, sometimes I can just see people like mm-hmm. <laughs> get real like. Um, which way is she going to go? <laughs> yeah, they don't know which way I'm going to go. And then in some some places you you get mm-hmm. the people that are like mm-hmm. and it's like that's about the most hard hitting thing I do the rest of it is just like pussy pussy jokes and <laughs> jokes and stuff like that yeah just nonsense and silliness um I would love to go deeper I would love to go mm-hmm. deeper I feel like I should have already been doing that at this point in my career mm. um but yeah a lot of fear and um holding my own self back i feel like just we haven't known each other long haven't Mm -hmm. talked a lot but your energy gives me Mm -hmm. an energy of i want to learn from you Mm -hmm. you know stop yeah truly you just seem like you have so much knowledge and you're like um you don't push it on people but i feel like i'm just i just want to like hear from you well, i ain't got shit to say that's not that true right <laughs> that's not true everybody has something to say mm-hmm. um i mean you're in your 50s and you are a full-time comic what you didn't want me to I'm say fit, that i'm 50 i'm not i'm 49 i'm 49 you're, you're, you're in your 70s and you're looking great <laughs> <laughs> looking real good for 70 you're on the outside of 50 (laughs) it's it's weird though for you to say that because i don't see myself as that and i don't truly even um identify as my age i was always the young person and now i'm the older person in the group which is kind of weird to get used to because people will call me like mom and i don't feel like that I feel like I'm in my 20s mm. and just, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Why are you calling me that? It's, I don't, I feel like I just don't know what's going on. Hmm. That's it. When they call you mom, you're just like, it's where'd cu- you get that? It's cute. But then I have to stop and think, oh, they kind of see me as a mother type figure. Weird. Well, which is cute, but I don't have any kids. Hmm. Um, but I guess I kind of am motherly. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. have mom. I don't have kids, and that definitely can have mom energy around certain people. I'm more like aunt energy. Mm-hmm. Somebody <laughs> said that, that. He's like, you got big aunt, ener- big aunt energy. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the funniest thing I've ever. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. Drew Morgan. You know oh, Drew Morgan? Yeah. yeah, he said that. He's mm-hmm. like, I, you got big aunt energy. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who's wise and you can tell whatever to, and you'd be like. And I might not tell your mom, depending on the laws. Because <laughs> yeah. I was a mandated reporter for so many years, and I'm big on rules. So What's if you're, that? It's like when you work in a, in, a, in a field where something illegal is happening, you have to. 
obligated oh. by law to to tell. Gotcha. If there's like an abuse or anything like that. Oh, okay. And I know in Tennessee, everyone is a mandated reporter of child abuse. So if you everyone see in it, the whole state, mm-hmm. it's a burden to put on everyone's shoulder. Because <laughs> <laughs> I take that stuff seriously. Mm-hmm. I take rules seriously. Mm-hmm. Really? Even suspected. Yes. It does like you don't have to know for sure that that's what's happening, but anything suspected. Mm, then okay. you're supposed to report it yeah. for child abuse. Try living your n- life normal now, knowing that you're a mandated reporter. <laughs> it's a big responsibility <laughs> to carry around. Why do you take rules so seriously? I wouldn't think that. I about think you. it's an OCD bit. Like, uh, I have to, I don't want to get in trouble. What's your Enneagram number? I don't know. Okay. I, um, a lot of my intrusive thoughts are, are like law based, like, mm. oh, once I accidentally hit that family, then I'm going to go to jail and I'll have to be on trial. And then I'll be on death row. Like, mm. I just want to follow rules and be okay. Yeah. And I will snitch on you if you're doing something bad. Snitching <laughs> on all of you. <laughs> Every last one of you. <laughs> if you're going to murder somebody, don't tell me. Because I will tell on you. Have you ever... Were you in trouble a lot when you were younger? No. And in fact... Here's the weird component. I would confess to stuff I didn't do. So in the class, they're like, who, who, who did this to the beanbag? And if nobody answered, I, I would say I did it because I couldn't stand. I couldn't stand the pressure. Wow. You guys are just now discovering how insane I am. No, no, you're not. I'm just like, that is interesting. Well, okay. Try to be in that little you in the classroom and where no one's confessed. Like, what was the fear it, thing happening there? It was you? like, maybe I did do it and I didn't know. Hmm. So you're questioning yourself. Yes. Hmm. So does that go? But also didn't, I know I didn't do it, but also do I really know for sure? Did you have parents that questioned you or every, you know, like, and there's so many ways that can happen, but. Kind of just like either super controlling and never let you kind of think for yourself or just kind of if you had something like, no, you didn't stop, you know, questioned. Um, no, that my parents were all right. Um, I, I do have a history of being sexually abused, but that this was before that. So I don't know how mm. much that played into everything. Yeah, it was just a feeling of like, well, I got, I got to say something. Because mm-hmm. the teacher's upset, and I don't want her to be sad, and I don't want somebody else okay. to get in trouble. Mm. So placating is a trauma response. <clears throat> cool. I'm asking. I guess I'm asking. I, Does I that think resonate? So. I think yeah. Because if it was just a lot of, I have to take care of making sure. I don't know. You're taking care of somebody else's feelings. Yeah, I love doing that. Apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. Uh, you probably learned it as a survival skill as a child. That's it. Does that resonate? It does. And I don't know why, though. Oh, interesting. Did When you had emotions, how did your parents respond? Um, typically, it was a lot of like, oh, there she is crying again. Cry baby. Mm-hmm. I was a cry baby. And I cried all the time. And I still do. I cry a lot. Mm-hmm. Music makes me cry. I cry when I'm happy. But it was a lot of like... There she goes. She's crying again. Mm. Yeah, that's... Is that me making that noise? I think it's just the um, headphones and 
Yeah. I can't remain any stiller. <laughs> Try. <laughs> oh, I think it was Darcy. Darcy. She crawled under your chair. Mm. <laughs> over here, so. Sorry. Yeah, I was always made to feel like I was being too emotional. Like too much. Yeah. And if you did, did either parent or anybody, did they have bigger emotions than you? Of like how your emotions affected them in a negative way? I mean, I just remember crying a lot and it always causing a lot of problems. Okay, so so yeah. when they would, when my parents would go somewhere and leave us, I, I feel like I felt like they were never coming back and I would just cry and mm-hmm. cry and cry the whole time. Mm-hmm. They were gone. Mm-hmm. And my mom said like she could barely get me off breastfeeding because I just would cry all the time. It's like, why Aww. would you say that to me? <laughs> Don't tell me that, Don't Mom. Share that with me. <laughs> and then she said, I never wanted to be away from her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't understand it. It's the saddest thing ever when I think about little tiny me being sad. Mm-hmm. And that's some of the some of the work to be done. Do you ever let yourself feel sad for her mm-hmm. and take care of her and say, it's okay to feel this way? You're not too much. I, I do, but also it's, um, so any, any, um, therapy that I've done has been really good, but I go through pockets where I don't do it for a long time. Cause I, I don't feel like I'm, my brain's like, oh, you're too busy to dive into that stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like it would affect everything. Mm. How so? I feel like it would just make me go off my normal schedule. And that feels scary. Yeah. Why? Because mm. I got stuff to do. I can't be um, out of commission is, is the way I like to say it. Except for the one time a year you're down. The for one time a year. <laughs> Even that's <laughs> unacceptable. But like I have, I, I think, know that's going to happen. But I think that one thing a year you're talking about happens because you don't do it any other time. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be curious because it, it's just you're. Your body has to deal with what your mind wants, and, mm. and it can just build up so much it has to check out and take a break. Okay, I'll go to therapy. God, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> yeah, I feel. Uh, yeah, that's. I, I knew that this was going to happen when I came here. I was like, I knew it was. <laughs> I knew that I was going to realize that I needed to be mm. finding a therapist again, and you still came. Oh, I think a part of you wants to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I I always love to just spend the hour trying to make the therapist laugh. And I mm. finally found one lady who was like, you have to stop. Mm-hmm. This Good. is your time to work. Not I, I'm not a, an audience member. How'd that mm-hmm. make you? I got to chill. Just and then. I was like, damn, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, I've already noticed like anytime I've kind of put something to you, <laughs> you make a funny joke or you I do a funny to. voice. I have to. <laughs> I have to like be safe. That's mm. yeah. That's where you're operating from right now. It's about learning other ways to be safe. Other than that, it's possible. I'm looking into the camera to show the audience that I'm leaving my body. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you leaving yeah. your body? It just it's uncomfortable. It's yeah. uncomfortable. It's hard to be so. And I feel like I can be vulnerable, but it's like I have to be vulnerable about things I want to be vulnerable about. Mm-hmm. Vulnerable about. Mm-hmm. Um. When it's somebody else, it feels out of control. 
like not saying you're making me feel out of control, yeah. but it's if I'm not picking what I am being vulnerable about, it's almost like, and I think this is a good comparison, when I was being sexually abused, I didn't have a choice yeah. that that was happening to me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just trying to maintain control of myself and my body. Mm. Yeah. I mean, an OCD works like that a lot, right? Mm-hmm. To try to get control over something and, and manage. Mm-hmm. And so it's a coping skill. But if you mm-hmm. work to process the thing you're trying to cope with, I think some of those symptoms can go away. What about you? How are you? <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> Damn, I, like, that doesn't work on here. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm not done asking you a question. Uh-huh. Nope. Look at her uh-huh. deflecting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also leaving my body. <laughs> I'm going with Libby. We're like, <laughs> that therapist that was like, said, don't, we're not doing jokes in here. Mm-hmm. What happened to her? She was a graduate student Mm. and uh, she ended up leaving the state, Mm. which also the last month of our appointments was me talking about how she was leaving me Mm. because she knew that I was going to have a hard time with it. How much did that feel about your fear of when your mom would leave Mm -hmm. and not coming back? Same. Mm -hmm. Don't like when people leave. Yeah. Mm. Do you know about attachment? Stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's not that anxious easy. attachment. Obviously. Mm-hmm. 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 Same thing. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't uh, necessarily want it to be like that, but at least now I know what it is. So mm-hmm. if I start thinking like, "Oh, this person is gonna uh, leave me forever," mm-hmm. then I can be like, "Okay, first of all, chill out. Mm-hmm. And if they do leave you forever, you'll be fine." Mm-hmm. And you're overreacting. <laughs> you take really good care of yourself. I think you do. You do? You I think do. that? Yeah. Well, I'm just like, um, well, let me ask. What, like, when you were like, oh, coming here, I knew I, it was because I wanted to start therapy again. What made you think that? What made you think about, I need to get back into therapy? Because I knew there were going to be topics talked about that would sort of... um stir me Mm. topics that I can think about um, choose to think about or not choose to think about and Mm -hmm. you can't avoid that with this because I was like I'm going to be real when I go in there I didn't want to try to be Mm -hmm. um, too dissociated from myself Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah every every once in a while I'll be like I know I need to get in therapy too busy and that'll be the end of it Mm. I'm glad you've shown up in an intentional way so thank you for that Stop. <laughs> she makes me feel so safe. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> and I know it sounded like I was being sarcastic. I wasn't. I'll say it in, in a regular. Thank you for making me feel safe. You're very <gasps> welcome. Yeah. I love that. I feel the same. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stop saying guys. <laughs> it's hard. To it's hard. I was raised in Alabama. <laughs> It's okay. Hey, guys. Sorry. Do you feel like the people that you travel with are like a blessing? Do you guys talk about like hard stuff? We do. And um, as far as like attachment Mm -hmm. issues with them, I don't have I don't have those issues with them. 
I feel totally safe and open Mm -hmm. and I'm never, I'm not going to say never scared, but, um, I rarely feel like, oh, they're, they're going to leave me Mm. or, you know, yeah, which is always my biggest fear. I feel so safe with them. Oh, that's important to have people like that. It'll help you heal. Yeah. I want to go back if we can to when you were, I don't remember exactly what you said, but you were kind of saying like, if I can stop and think through, like you were kind of like logically think through the thought that might be coming up. Like those are great and helpful that you can do that. Um, But there's so much energy that gets put into talking yourself through the thoughts all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's doing trauma therapy is going to go deeper into the, you said it was helpful that I know why this stuff happens or that it's happening. And that's like, that's a step. That's a big step of getting that information and understanding yourself more. But then we want to go into the rooted thing of like, like what's causing that? What put that there in the first place that right. allowed it to then start happening? So awareness. And then what do we do with the awareness? And that's where doing some of the deeper work it's like we we learn that we're safe that safety doesn't come from a person because then it's always fleeting mm-hmm. even with safe friends and people there's still that what, what if right you know and people die and go away then what happens right and it's we have to <laughs> <laughs> i'm pushing into your fears right now <laughs> but so that I just say that to say there is no guarantee of like the safety if we're getting it from other people Mm -hmm. and doing the deeper work lets you come home to yourself and Mm -hmm. that's where all that comes from. Um, We can reparent that little girl that didn't get that, get that need met that learned people leave or I have to like other people are in charge of me and how I feel and think and do things or if I'm loved or not, or how I feel about myself, it's always these external things, and we have everything in here to heal. We just we got disconnected from it. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to be in in the moment. Mm. I'm trying not to leave. You're right. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. My hand is so dry, though. It's our mine. <laughs> so dry. <laughs> You good? I'm good. All right. I, just want, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable at all. I need to stay it's just, here. It's also just like pushing me. Like, I know what I need to do. But then there's the, oh, now I got to find somebody. It's like, man, I'd rather play Animal Crossing for three hours than <laughs> have to deal with trying to find a therapist. <laughs> I know it's a lot. But lucky you, she has an awesome practice. <laughs> I'm not just saying that because she's my co-host. It's really, I go there. It, a lot of comics go there. It's like the hangout spot now. Really? It's like an open mic. <laughs> yeah. We have, yeah. It's kind of like the next step after the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. <laughs> is, she your, is she your therapist? She's not my no, therapist. No, no, no. I couldn't do that. No, I'm not weird. any comics. Ther- I don't, I'm not any comics therapist. She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> I've seen enough. That's too much for me. <laughs> no. It's but fun. she runs, she owns a practice. So she has therapists. I have therapists that work. Damn, you're doing that thing. Mm-hmm. I love when women do big stuff. It's yeah. so great. Mm-hmm. Isn't it the best? Mm-hmm. Not that we can't, but it's like, you know, dudes mm-hmm. want to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll run a practice because I'm a man. I know. Well, people <laughs> are even surprised that you're successful 
Mm. You know, like, I don't know it? if y'all experienced that at all. You did that all by yourself? <laughs> oh, well, I had the the <laughs> Terminex or not Terminex, but the people that exterminator mm-hmm. come and spray and they knocked on the door and I talked to him and he said something. This was this week. And he was like, well, your landlord will blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I own my house. And he mm. was like, you do? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> you mean women can own homes? <laughs> yeah. In this day and age. Next but thing you know, we'll be the, voting, dude. The automatic <laughs> assumption was one thing, you know. It, mm-hmm. and, I mean, I know that's just a society thing that we're trying to break out of. But that I have those kinds of things happen all the time. He probably doesn't even realize that that's like a weird right. thing to ask. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Wild. You do. But, yeah. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you mean? You were married and your husband left it to you or something? <laughs> <laughs> your ex-husband? <laughs> that's wild. But yeah. Is yeah. that, would that be called a microaggression? You hear I these guess. terms, you know, ladies? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's used in terms of like racial okay. progressions. Well, I am way off base. Uh, let's just cut that part out. <laughs> way off base. But it could be just against like just women, um, you know, toxic masculinity. That's another term you've probably heard. Yeah. I don't know that that was an example of that, but just just the assumption of society, just how we are born and raised. Yeah. You know, hopefully we, we change. A little bit over time, mm-hmm. but yeah, still there. Do you? Uh, this just makes me like think of men, which I love doing. <laughs> <laughs> you ever just ponder on men <laughs> all the time? <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> how do you? How do you deal with? Do you get mean comments on your Instagram? Yes. How do you deal with it? <laughs> Amber's like, help me. Help. Um, at first, um, it was very difficult for years and now i either um just ignore it or or say something snarky back because mm-hmm. it's usually nine times out of ten it's like oh you're fat it's like <laughs> really <laughs> where <laughs> it's it's wild and um i i come from a place now where i'm like something's wrong with them yeah truly that they're that insane that they're going to make multiple comments about my weight mm-hmm. it's like that's what you got from this post dude yeah i feel sorry for people that do that that they're that's their energy like i'm like you don't like yourself very much mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes that's enough for me but some i mean sometimes it just yeah. fucking hurts dude i'm like how could you treat another human like this it and you have sense. a daughter in your profile I know. Mm-hmm. I, i'm just speaking like not from experience of just when I see other people doing it, I don't know how that would feel. Like I know you guys have it. It can, you ladies. Have it can it be uh, directed at you. Feel really gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's like the the profile you see a child in the in the picture, or it's like God first is on the post. It's like, oh, it's God. Oh God. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. huh? <laughs> what God? Dude? Your God's mean, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people just are just so. Just say whatever the heck they want. Mm-hmm. It's rough. It's rough. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like, responding, and sometimes I'll go bleep, blorp, blop, and they'll be like, that's not even words. And I'm like, bleepy, bloopy, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> and the algorithm is just like, more, more, yes. more. And then you just pop up in their algorithm more, and they're like, why do you keep showing up? <laughs> 
that's the old, that's the older people on Facebook. They don't understand that <laughs> when they comment, it's going to show up more. Like, and I'm just like this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> What's your favorite part about being a full time comedian? Hmm. Not having to get up early. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that wild? No, that's that, that's amazing. the thing I picked. <laughs> no. no, I think Amber would pick that. That's too. amazing. Because I stay up till like three or four a.m. every night. Oh wow, I'm doing, a night gal. Doing what? So it's lunchtime for you right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's getting ready to be start of my day here. <laughs> I'll edit or mm, play Animal Crossing. That's my big thing lately to um, sort of zone out. And pretty much anything. Yeah. I love I love having my own schedule, but also it's kind of scary. Um, man, mm-hmm. time managing <laughs> that's scary. But I would rather do that than have to go to work at eight a.m. Yeah, every Monday through which Friday, which done, which I did. Yeah, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I can do that again. Mm-mm. Like once you get out of that, it'd be so hard to go back. It's so demoralizing. Really. I feel like it is. Huh. It's horrible for everyone. Huh. It's horrible Someone to have to you what get up. Yeah, yeah, just ugh. There's not enough vacation. You can't even stay home sick. They'll make you feel guilty about that. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Do you miss teaching at all? No. Yeah. Good. Good. I mean, I miss the people I worked with. I miss the kiddos, but yeah. I don't miss having to show up there every day. And um. And towards the end, too, um, I have a, a condition called lipedema. I'm smiling because I have another joke that starts with that but goes somewhere else. I have <laughs> lipedema, which is a connective tissue disorder, a fat disorder. Um, it was really getting bad right before I left, and my mobility was going down down the shitter. And these kiddos have autism, and mm. they like to run everywhere. And I was like, I, I'm like, I can't chase these kids anymore. They're just running everywhere. Where are they going? Where are they going? Where are you going? Everything you need is here. Wow. Just wild. Yeah, it was getting really physically difficult. So I'm glad I dipped out when I did. Yeah. Question. You. So you've said the word scary a lot, but like in that <laughs> I'm just, my brain's like, they're, they see you. They see the real you. They see you. And I'm like, okay. Leave, leave, leave. <laughs> um, but thinking about you teaching kids with autism, it sounds like there's no room for, like, there's a lot of room for fear, but that to do that day in and day out, that I don't see you being like, this is scary. Like, does that make sense? Like, I feel like you'd have to put fear to the side to be in charge in mm-hmm. that kind of environment. Yeah, it wasn't. I didn't feel scared um, when I did it. And I actually felt I was really good at it. And I think because I could. Uh, and I didn't know this till I started working with kids with autism. I have a lot of sensory issues. Add that to the list. <laughs> um and I could, I could sort of like have more empathy for them because I, I kind of got it mm-hmm. in that 
other people would be like, why are, why are they screaming? I'm like, well, first of all, those lights are buzzing. The heater's buzzing. You're tapping. Like all that stuff I could hear and it was making me crazy. So mm-hmm. then I was like, something's, all behaviors communication, first mm-hmm. of all. So mm, I believe facts. that it made me, they made me more empathetic. The kiddos did. Mm. Towards yourself? Aww. Towards myself and towards other people. Mm-hmm. Because you truly, it's cliche, but you truly don't know what something, someone's going through. Mm-hmm. And for those kiddos, they didn't have a way to tell us like, yeah. man, this room is cold. It sucks. It's loud. And you want me to do math problems? <laughs> I don't think so, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> The world is falling apart. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, bro, I get it. <laughs> I get it. And I think I was fun, too. Like, I, I loved playing, mm-hmm. playing and making things more fun than mm-hmm. just math. Mm. And singing. I was constantly singing. I'm always singing. You are? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Are you a good singer? You've asked her to say something nice about herself. I know. She's I, like, I have a good singing voice. <laughs> so, yeah. Carol, get the fuck out of here. Just say, yes, I'm a bomb. I'm so good. I mean, I'm not Mariah Carey, <laughs> but is? I can carry a tune. Oh, my goodness. Do you ever sing on stage? Yes. <gasps> I have before. <laughs> I have. Um, I have a song that's about my cat, and I would sing it. And um, I was doing it on tour, but I was ending with it, and it was too much for some of these theaters to switch from audio to Chelsea's video that introduces her. So I was like, I can't mess up Chelsea's shit. Mm. It's kind of along the lines of uh, Kevin James Thorn- Thornton, mm-hmm. who you've had yes. on here. Yes. Um, where it's, um, I initially made it with Autotune app, kind of probably mm-hmm. the same one he uses i think we both kind of started doing that during the pandemic <laughs> um but it's about my cat and um but yeah i'd love to do more of that because oh, yeah? singing about my cat and trying to truly sing it well it, to me is funny <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why it's just yeah. like really very earnest <laughs> singing <laughs> about a cat running outside <laughs> to me that's ridiculous i love ridiculous shit Cat, but cat people have a lot of emotion about their cat. <laughs> I'm a cat person too. What's your cat's name? I have two cats. One of them, they're Max and Deli, Maximus Kittyus and Delicatessen <laughs> for long. And do you <laughs> call long? them any of those names? Do I call, oh no, it's like Boots, Pebble Pete, Pobble, King Baby. King Baby! <laughs> you know those ads oh. in Nashville with all the rings and jewelry? <laughs> No, I've only been here a year, so I don't really pay attention to a lot of stuff. I do, and I want to write a bit about this, but there are so many places in Nashville that start with Mr. Oh, no. Do you know that? I'm sad that you said that because now I'm going to see it. It's, I have counted 26 things. Stop. And I don't, I don't have a list joke, but I've always wanted to do a list joke. That's Just, I want to name, name, name. And it's mm-hmm. like. So many Mr. Places. Could you name some right now? There's Mr. Clean, Mr. Satellite, Mr. <laughs> I have them all in my phone. Mr. Whiskers. Mr. Whiskers, and the, that's a gas station thing, right? I think it's a um, liquor store. Weird. It's yeah. wild, dude. And that's I don't, fucking hilarious. I don't know good. if anybody else talks about Has anybody I ever I have never heard that. Okay, and that's good. a good list joke. Do it. 
I love that. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and then there's like no misses anything. So it's all You Mr. should go into those businesses and be like, you got this all on your own? No wife? <laughs> That's so weird. Huh. Hell yeah. You got to push the sound effect, the, the, the drum roll sound effect. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to work this. Oh, you can't even reach your sound effects. <laughs> Kaylee. <laughs> you need a stick. <laughs> Little finger. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming here. Are we yeah. already done? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. We don't have to be. We can keep. I mean, I know I, you're going to be up. All I saw some of the other episodes. They were like an hour 15. Oh. <laughs> like, is my trauma too much for you guys? Is it too heavy and burdensome? 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 No. no. I mean, that's just been my whole life. I've just been a burden on everyone. <laughs> Yes. No. <laughs> well, I okay. Well, no, we can. Stop. No, no. Oh, no. We're going nowhere. But thank you for having me, though. For real, what a lovely experience. <laughs> and I know that sounds sarcastic, <laughs> but that was real. I I do want to ask one thing, and we can cut it out Uh-oh. if because I I wasn't going to ask because I didn't want to like get in there if you didn't want to. But in the beginning, when you were like, oh, if you want to talk to someone who has trauma, what were you thinking when you said that? Just uh, sexual abuse trauma. And Mm. I just have, I don't know what it is about me, but I hold on to so much stuff. Mm. Like normally people seem to get over stuff a lot quicker than I do. Mm. That's a perception. She's like, I was about to say, do they? I mean, some do, but... I would question, are they actually getting over it or they just have really good coping skills to mask it or ignore it or shove it down? But no, not, yeah. I can't tell you how many times we talk, I process a comment that was made by someone when they were younger. One sentence has Mm. just haunted someone for their whole life. Oh, God. (laughs) And the the lack of, Mm. I think it's harder... I don't know where I came across this information, but it's, they say it's harder. Like if you had a parent who was saying you're a piece of crap versus a parent who just never said anything, it's harder to move through and heal from the parent that never said anything because you didn't get anything positive from them. And then what do our minds do? It fills in the gaps. Yeah. And so, but it's a, it's like a perceived like thing that gets perpetuated and that's harder because there's no concrete thing to go back to, Mm. but it's there and it gets created, but it's from the lack of. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we don't even know what we're trying to let go of, right? Has there ever in the history of the entire world been someone who does not have trauma from their childhood? Right. What the heck? I know. Why is the system flawed? We need to fix it, dude. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that? I don't know if that's possible because humans just be humaning. I mean, as a trauma therapist, I don't know that I've ever met anybody without it, but I would say I never say never. Mm. I'm sure it's possible. But even people that have, their perception is that they didn't have, it's like these really, we think of like the bigger things, trauma growing up. Um, there's people that haven't had those kinds of trauma happening Mm -hmm. but it's like what do you consider trauma yeah yeah you know if it's 
some some people may not say, well, my parents never, you know, praised me, but I, that's not my that's not my trauma. Mm. But that's developmental trauma. I'm like, how is that affecting you now? Like, is it affecting you now? Right. But I've had people um, remember being sexually abused as an adult, and it wasn't really affecting them. Like, some people say they think they remember a trauma um, that, you know, and then they think, well, I have to, like, go do all this work now around it. Like, don't I have to do trauma work if I remember a trauma? And I'm like, how is it affecting you now? Mm. Well, it's not. Okay. Maybe we don't need to. Or let, let's explore that. But so it's just, it's so subjective, but it's very rare. Uh, what, why do you feel like you hang on to it more than others? What makes you feel that way? Um, I don't know. I just, it's probably I've heard things like, oh, you should not be sad about this anymore. Or, hmm. Fuck that. Because I, I right. remember when I left my husband and... And it had only been a, literally a week, and my mom's like, "Oh, you're still upset. You're still upset about that." And I was like, "Huh? Yeah, yeah." I think I didn't even realize that till just then. Hmm. Didn't realize what that 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 could have been my mom in my head telling me that I sh- hmm. should be getting over things faster. Mm-hmm. And, and also, I think I'm just perceiving other people, like you said, maybe they're masking or um, coping better. Yeah, comparison game, it's hard on you. <laughs> Sucks, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would, you're not just dealing from your husband leaving or, you know, like separating, that's a loss. But whatever is coming up there is compounded on all the things in the past that that even feels remotely similar to that you haven't dealt with. It all just stacks. Mm-hmm. On top of each other, mm-hmm. so you're mm-hmm. might saying, "Why can't I get over this one thing?" But it's it's a whole pile of things, really. That's like feeding that and making that feel so big. I feel like I should be paying you after this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever feel She's like got, that? Yeah, <laughs> a thousand percent. You want my insurance card? <laughs> It's hard too because you know Melanie is you're my friend, so some I sometimes I'm like careful of being like, how do I present things in my life to you without being like, help me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like her saying like, hey, do some skits, <laughs> cheer me up, do some skits, <laughs> would you? I do all the time. Call yeah. Amber, make me laugh, bitch. She does try to improv with me a lot. <laughs> I'm like Melanie, you don't know how offensive that is. <laughs> She's like, okay, let's roll, like, let's role play. You're this. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Marcy, Darcy. What's her name? Darcy. 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 She's a therapy dog. She's a beautiful baby. Isn't she an angel? Mm-hmm. She's like, leave me alone, lady. No, she's a baby. <laughs> my, uh, God bless my mom. I love my mom, but. I realized she did. I don't know if it was the same thing, but my mom would be like, all right, we're going to cry for a lit and then we're going to stop. We're going to be done crying. So I get that same thing where I'm like, okay, I'm done. But inside in my body is like, we're not done. I'm still mm-hmm. sad. I'm still pissed off, especially with sexual abuse too. I get like very pissed off at like catcalling and men who make me feel gross. And that like old anger comes up to where, a lot of people are like, you're overreacting. I'm like, 
no, they're overreacting. Like, mm-hmm. I still don't feel like justice was served. And then I'm being blamed for what happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not over. Does no one see that they mm-hmm. should be the ones being punished? Like, mm-hmm. oh, so I totally like, I'm not going to say that put those feelings on you, but like, I do have a lot of emotions around sexual abuse and mm-hmm. people making it seem like feelings should be done. So I feel you on that. Oh, Darcy. (laughs) (laughs) She's great. (laughs) With the side eye. I know. She is like the master of side eye. I have so many pictures. She loves you. Look at her. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I saw you. (laughs) She's like, but look deeper. (laughs) She's like, start therapy now. I implore you, <laughs> stop the therapy. <laughs> oh, no. She's like, right, mom? She's like, no, get up. We're going. I have to do it today. <laughs> We've done enough. <laughs> oh, I love her. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being so vulnerable. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being open. I'm hearing stuff. I'm I'm still wanting to do bits so bad. I was going to say, what if I just made all that up, guys? But I was like, <laughs> just be normal for a second. I I I. It's a blessing to get to know you a little bit more. I mm-hmm. just appreciate your energy and who you are, both when, like we've met in person and online. And I'm just so grateful that we've had this time together to like same. be a little closer. And it's it's sad that we live in the same city, but we've seen each other. <laughs> twice now i know it's just hard it is it's hard as adults to meet up i mean harder when you're closer i feel like this has been in the works for how long months yeah yeah and i think i think it's needed it happened at the right time love like when you needed it to happen (laughs) it sounds like it yeah would you agree oh okay yeah thank y'all thank Thank you you. yeah oh um uh oh uh two things one you guys are what trying to sell no, me a pyramid <laughs> scheme thing. Like, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> One quick little thing. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the Lord. Um, what's one thing that like is your thing that like makes you feel like, oh, this is my shit. Just makes you relaxed or happy. Um, and then the second thing, tell everybody where they can find you. Music. Any kind of music make me makes me feel relaxed and happy. Hmm. Um, and um, I just feel so much with music. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm so cool because I can feel it. But like music, I feel it inside of my body. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it feels good. Yeah. Singing it or just listening to it? Listening, singing, hmm. all of it. Dancing? Not so much dancing. <laughs> I'll get a little. Hey. Every once in a while. That's about it. What's your like go to, like one of your favorites that you put on? Artist. Right now, um, it's Taylor Swift. Really? <laughs> and and she snuck up on me. She got my ass. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that it like I didn't know that that the love for Taylor Swift was gonna happen but it happened what does it make you feel i just it makes me feel happy and and i can't explain it i'm a swifty 
I love, I love that. that. I'm an old ass Swifty. <laughs> Let's go. Have you seen her in concert? No, I'm not going. I don't. I'm too old for concerts. I don't. Oh, I'm yeah. not. No, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, I too hot, that. too sweaty, too much of a walk, too many people. No. <laughs> um, also, I love um, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is one of my favorites right now. What? What? what Bad is Bunny. Bad Bunny. What is that? <laughs> like Latin uh, pop. That is my shit. Can you give oh, her a little taste? Oh. Like what's bad one bunny, of bad bunny, bad bunny, bad bunny, bad bunny, bad bunny, bad 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 bunny, bad, bad bunny. Is that yeah, a song? That's, the song. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like his kind of tag. Bad bunny, bad bunny. So that's an artist. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's from Puerto Rico, I think, mm. and he is. Um, I I like his music, but he also kind of is changing up. And I know we're trying to stop, but no, no. he changes up that whole, um, I don't know what the word is. Machismo? Oh. Um, in that culture where it's like, hey, a dude can wear a skirt and it's cool. Oh, okay. Doesn't make him mm-hmm. feminine or yeah. gay or whatever they say. But yeah, I like him. And his music's good. Oh. I just saw um Japanese beetle up there and I have so many of those in my house right now. Hmm. Where'd it go? Oh, it's up there. That's not a ladybug. Is that a bad thing? A They're beetle? not ladybugs, but it's cool. They be doing their stuff right now. <laughs> They're just everywhere. Okay. Oh wow. I'm glad it's tiny because you said Japanese beetle. I expected something. I thought that scarier. was another artist. You to. <laughs> I love the, uh, Japanese. They are my favorite. Band. I just what? I she said. Like, I did like see Japanese beetle. The I'll go to their concert. <laughs> The way my eyes just went up there and saw it is wild. That's good luck. You were trying to remember something, so you and were I was accessing. Like, I was brain. accessing in memories. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was the other one to find me? Uh, yes, Libby Higgins everywhere online. Can you spell that? L i b b i e Higgins h i g g i n s. Thank you so much, Libby. Thank y'all. I've enjoyed this. Our pleasure. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to I'm Fine, It's Fine podcast. My name is Amber Autry. I'm a comedian based here in Nashville and internationally touring. You can find me on all platforms at Amber Autry Comedy. And I am Melanie Reese. I'm a trauma therapist here in Nashville. You can find me across all platforms at Trauma Therapy Nashville. We really appreciate you listening so much. And if you want to give a little extra for free, Make sure you're liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing, sharing with your friends, talking about it to literally everyone you see, because it helps so much, and we're so grateful for the extra effort. And if you like what you're hearing and you want some bonus material, that includes interviews with other practitioners and all the juicy stuff that Amber and I talk about that doesn't go into the normal podcast, um, we'd love to have you subscribe. You can find the link in our bio, and $5 a month, you can do it. Thank you. Thanks.